Hi, I'm Ashley Appap. And I'm Hayley Tanto. Welcome to Call an Adult, a Pretty Little Liars recap podcast. Each week we'll dive headfirst into the absolutely bonkers world of PLL as we recap episodes from season one of the iconic series. Where everyone is hot. And no one calls an adult. Let's Let's go, go, bitches. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Call an Adult. Call an adult. Call an adult. That's us. Call me and we're the adults adult. that you've called. And we're so honoured. I'm Ashley Appap. I'm Hayley Tanto. And this is Welcome. our little pod where we talk about pretty little liars. And you know what, Hayley? The more that I say pretty little liars, the more I realise it's really hard for me to say quickly. And I think pretty I have a problem liars. with L's. Pretty little liars. Do you? Pretty little liars. Pretty little liars. I go pretty little liars. Pretty little liars. Pretty little liars. I end up sounding like I'm... Sorry to be graphic. Sucking on a big old dick. <laughs> Pretty little lines. Pretty little lines. Is what it if, sounds like for me. If sucking a dick sounded like saying "pretty little liars," then I would suck more dick. Oh, hot take. <laughs> hot take. No, sucking dick is that's fine. It's fine. Anyway, this is a weird way for us to start. That's <laughs> 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 all right. How are you going? We're in lockdown again. Uh, I feel like we recorded this in Melbourne's lockdown four and then I moved house and everything that gets like postponed in lockdown four just got moved. So it was a very busy time. And then I was like, I'm finally ready to record. And then lockdown five has happened. So strictly a lockdown podcast. Uh, Well, hopefully not. Hopefully not. But also maybe. And that's okay. Uh, Yeah. So we're getting we're getting some culture. Absolutely. Uh, but there's about. nothing as cultural as Rosewood, Pennsylvania. Absolutely. <laughs> the most white town. I mean, it's not super white. There's, there's, some, there's some other uh, ethnicities happening than just, you know, colonial whiteness. But It is very, you're right, it is very white. It still is. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll get into stuff, you know. We'll get into it. Um, so we're doing episodes four and five today mm-hmm. of season one. Episode four is called Can You Hear Me Now? And we're going to just dive right in. Can I say, are you watching on Stan? Yes. Um, which is like an Aussie streaming service. Uh, I'm just writing Can You Hear Me Now? The I think they're different to like the actual synopsis, synopses, but... Oh, really? I think I think because I was looking up something on IMDb and it had a different kind of synopsis or like you know when you pause the screen and it comes up with like a brief log line of the episode mm-hmm. the one for this one is just the girls must put a stop to a and i'm like that yeah could sum up the whole series and then the yeah, second one much. was ignoring a backfired plus the girls face boy drama again could sum up the whole series absolutely and we love stan we stand. Normally stand, stand. stand. Um, this episode opens on the Marin house. Okay, can I just say, we only ever see like two to three rooms in this house. And this house is huge. That was my first thing. I, I don't think we've ever seen, and I could be wrong, but I have. I don't remember any exterior shots of the Marin house. And there's a lot in this episode. Um, Absolutely. It's huge. I kind of thought we only see the kitchen, really. I kind of thought they lived in like... 
that, that one scene where, where she's on the couch and looking at the stairwell and, and eating her ice cream. room. Yes. Yeah, true. I kind of imagined them living in like a really neat two bedroom unit post divorce. Yeah. But um, I, I assume they got the house is what happened is like he, Tom, like the dad Tom, left them the, dad, the house. Yeah. It's huge. Ginormous. Anyway, that was my, it's a beautiful big white mansion. We see it a lot this episode. I was, yep. I was gagged and I was confused that that was where they live. Absolutely. Um, I'm glad Ashley got something in the divorce. Absolutely. We stand, as as always, Ashley Marin, we, we stand her. We really um, do then the next her. scene, they're at Allison's memorial bench and they're all talking about who wants to take Allison's bracelet. And Spencer, of course, the, the common sense of this group is like, why don't we just block all of the texts and messages from unknown numbers? Spencer is yeah. so right to do this. She's so, like, and I... I would say I'm surprised this hasn't already happened, but I guess you have to like let something fester a little bit before you kind of try to solve it. Um, yeah, Spence is a real MVP of this scene, I would say, because she um, she's right to update the privacy settings. Um, I think she ends up taking the bracelet that no one wants to take. Yeah, she, she just really a, takes control of the situation. She does. She calls A her. And people oh. go, you reckon it's a her? And I do think at that point in time, Spencer is correct to assume it's a woman or a girl. Well, Mainly because yeah. it's like Ali. Like it's, I think Spencer at, is At this correct. point, it's set up to be Alison, absolutely. I'm and so then Mr. You... Fitz, oh, go on. I was just going to say, I'm so glad you, <laughs> I missed that it was, I don't know what I was doing. I missed that it was her memorial bench. Because I think I have a note that's like, why is this happening on a park bench? Is Spencer hotspotting her phone? Where is the internet coming from? Anyway, I understand. Maybe that. maybe you're right. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it is a regular bench, and I've no, just no, no, put no. Like, onto it. Because there is oh. a memorial bench at some point. I think I would say you're correct. I <laughs> let's go with it. I assume I was looking at my phone. Um, you know what? Yeah, so when- Fitzy. When there, when there, when there's time to do so, always assume I'm correct. That's my always assume Ash is correct and that I'm also lying. <laughs> Me, Haley, I'm always lying on this. Haley Tanto, the original pretty little liar. <gasps> Thank <gasps> you. So the original type. goddess of mischief. Also, I watched Loki and that was really, really good. Okay. Um, yeah. Next, so, Mister Tilf himself, Mister Fizz, Mister Tilf, Mister Tilf. Um, Rides by and creeps me out that Spencer yells, looking good, Mr. Fitz, at him. But it, yes, but in her defense, like, um, in her defense, he's a hot teacher. And that's, I'll always defend the girls for finding the adult men hot and pursuing the adult men because I'm like, yeah, I get yeah. it. Um, Your children. It's bold of her. It's absolutely bold. But it's very bold. bold. It's so it's super duper bold. I think if I was Arya, I would have just um, joined in. She looks really sus not joining in. I would have yeah, just been like, her. hell yeah, he's hot. Once again, she has one dangly long earring, but this time it's made of tassel. We don't understand it and we never yeah. will. Um, and we can't do anything about it. It's It's long gone. It's happened. <laughs> My note was everyone is gawking at Mr. Fitz on a bike and they're right too. <laughs> I was like, he they're correct. Beautiful. They're correct. And, um, and we have to reiterate every angry thing we have to say. And in the, these two episodes, I have a lot to say about Ezra Fitz, the character. Me too. And I'm trying to like, I feel like I spent the last two or three, no, two episodes um, just yelling that the whole Aria Ezra situation is insane. 
Um, and it is. So I'm going to, it is, but I'm going to like tone down and find some nuance. Uh, um, I will warn you, I am not. <laughs> good. No, that's but, good though. Cause like, but I do want to tell you that um, this is not about Ian Harding himself, the actor. We no, he's we gorgeous. Like, and I actually had the biggest, I shipped these two really hard and I had a big crush on Ian Harding. Of course. And um, it's really hard to watch. As usual, it's really hard to watch. Um, yeah, and then some wind stuff. some wind comes and blows a missing person's picture onto their lap. Like an Allison. It's From ins- a year ago? Over a year ago? Just at the right time. A is truly, A, a is the wind. Oh, she's like the wind. A is she's Breath of a. the Wild. A is Zilla. the River Wild, the movie starring Meryl Streep where she is on like a kayaking trip. Anyway. <laughs> I want to watch Meryl Streep on a kayak. I want Meryl to see Streep, it. Young Meryl Streep on a kayak, saving her and her son's life against, I think her abusive husband or ex-husband. Look it up, people. I want to see Basically, it. Basically, um, it says on the flyer, ding dong, the bitch is dead. <laughs> That's a very disrespectful to a young girl who maybe dead. is dead. Yeah. Um, mm, but also we love it. Yeah. Cause it's you can't camp. help but love it. We then after the iconic Got intro, a secret. that's the one, the very, the very one, um, <laughs> we go to the school courtyard and Maya is giving Emily a scarf. Now oh, I really this, did like, not think scarf. a piece of clothing could piss me off so much. Not, not, she looks fine at the scarf. The scarf is beautiful. It's not the scarf itself. The way that they make the scarf a device throughout this episode, crazy. As soon Weird. as as soon as Emily comes to the other girls in the cafeteria, someone says, nice scarf, Em. Is it new? And she just goes, no. Okay. <laughs> like even Toby, like, she, yeah, she's so, and this is like the closeted thing, but she's so deeply like ashamed of this scarf I get. Like she's so, I'm like, dude, no one knows that this was given to you by the woman you're kissing but even toby which i have a note later but at some point toby's like you were wearing a scarf before and she's like i was he's like it looked good i'm like this observation is psychotic and i like it yeah he says you were wearing a scarf this morning and i'm like that's intense and very observant in that scene which is later but we can talk about it now i've just written toby and emily near bins such bad acting both ways this dialogue is crazy what the fuck are they talking about we have okay i have notes on that scene as well we'll we'll get there we'll get to it i want to talk for a moment about maya what's her last name saint germain Mm -hmm. i want to talk for a moment about maya dame elizabeth windsor saint germain so she this scarf that is nice i do think it's like weirdly mediocre um Maya has the energy of like when you go on a trip with a friend and they always, or like you go out for a day out with a friend and they always stop at like expensive markets and gift shops and they think everything is artisanal and they like hold you up and they don't understand they're being conned. Yeah. Maya has that energy that she'll come back from like the surf coast with a pair of weird earrings for you that you're like, thank you. Yeah, uh, Maya is uh, a scammer's wet dream. Yes, and Maya would love the body shop. Oh, Ma- yeah, Maya would love the body shop. Maya and would Lush. buy you, like, the hemp spray. She would love Lush. Mm. 
but she would buy you like the hemp body spray from the body shop. I just wanted to say that about Maya. I'm glad that you've put it out there because Elizabeth someone Elizabeth Windsor St. Germain. Someone had, um, it was like about time. It was driving me crazy. Exactly. Next we see Hannah oh on the phone God. to her oh. dad. Uh, basically it's just daddy issues shining through um her dad's coming to town from maryland and then we go to the beginning of me shitting on (sighs) ezra and fitz uh she tells him in the classroom with no one around that uh her friends were gawking at him blah 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 i'm gonna say something problematic and i don't mean this in a slut shaming way like wear whatever the hell you want it's more because it's like a 16 year old girl at school is wearing a very small skirt that I the would tiniest, not be allowed. Absolutely. There's a scene which is later. Not a, I'm not blaming her. I'm just confused no. by the showrunner's choice and the school. I'm just confused. And the costume department. Because if this is realistically teenagers, well, you, you wouldn't. I mean, dress codes in a lot of circumstances are there to repress. They can be yes. racist. They can be sexist. They can absolutely. be bad things. But. There are some dress codes that are there for kids' safeties to keep them away from creepy teachers, baby. So this this is the smallest skirt I've ever seen. She looks at like um, Lucy Hale, who is not a child at this time, looks amazing. I actually, she has the weirdest outfits, but I think this one looks great. It is a great aria outfit. This was actually like the hottest aria has looked in season one so far. Yeah. Or Lucy Hale. I want to say Lucy Hale. I feel weird saying Aria looks hot. I'm like Lucy Hale, the adult woman playing a teenager. Um, This whole scene had me screaming. Me too. She says, maybe it's not smart. He says, I promise you it's not smart. And then she says, we need to talk. There are something we can't. He says, we need to talk. There are some things we can't cover here i'm at home i can cook you two of the dishes i know how to cook fucked and then she says something along the lines of you know i'm not used to these circumstances and he says aria what are the circumstances here ezra you're the the adult you should know what the circumstances are there it's called pedophilia why are you asking a student for advice on this um she's going to his house at 7 p.m on a school night also, I just want – there was, like, two – there were three – yeah, three quotes I got from, I think, Ezra. I would have – like, they're talking about the bike thing. and He's like, I would have stopped, but you weren't alone. I'm like, kind of makes more sense if you did stop and talk to the girls. They don't know you're having an affair with a child. Two, he's – and Aria was like, they said you have nice legs. He's like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, you know, Sheila, I don't know. Like, yeah, that was bit- weird. And then when he was like, this is completely new territory to me, I was like, that is Eliza Minnelli lie. Pedophile. Absolutely. Anyway, this whole scene is very stressful. And I I feel for Arya so much because it's weird watching this now and being like, Arya really kind of is the adult here. And this episode especially, he really like – patronizes her and is really condescending oh anyway we'll get into it we'll get to that absolutely oh my god um then there is you know then all the girls walking down the hallway at school and i've just written uh hannah is dressed like a stage mum. she's wearing this uh absolutely 
this top with vertical, this like dr dress top with this belt. Oh, the belt. It's like one of those woven belts that's really chunky and like a, a, a fake leather. It's just, she really looks like her child is uh, a student at the Abby Lee Dance Company. Mm. What did Ashley Benson do to the costume designer of this show to deserve this kind of treatment? I don't really Absolutely. know. She seems like a delight. I don't know what she did. She does turn it around. I feel like in the last maybe two to three seasons, mm. it, help, it, it they tip it in her favour, but it takes a while to get there. May the odds forever be in your favour. Spencer's plagiarized essay gets sent to the Golden Orchard, and I wrote Orchid or Orchard, I can't remember. And I wrote more like it must have been Orchid because I wrote more like Golden Orchid. Mm. Oh, bleh. this teacher is so funny. Her like history teacher or something because he only pops up twice, maybe in the whole series when they're in the hallway, being like Spencer, I submitted <laughs> your essay to the Golden Orchid, and then he like Spencer, disappears into a puff of I'm smoke. a ghost. He goes back to where the fairy circle was and like, I don't know, shrinks and joins his fairy people again. It's, yeah, I absolutely. love him. I want more. He only him. exists in this hallway. He only does. I, and he's our little hallway wizard and we love him for that. We do. Um, I've also just written the fashion this entire episode is atrocious. Yeah. I feel like there's not a lot of Emily in these whole two episodes. Aside um, from a weird Toby also, plot. Is that, a, is that a bad thing? Don't think so. Person, I love you know. Shame. Yeah, I love her as as it goes on, but at this point, yeah. she's so bad. She's it is tough. I was gonna say. Then we come to uh, Toby and Emily in the classroom, and that's when he brings up the scarf. What we were talking about before, oh, and this yeah. is where we see the Polaroid of Emily and Maya kissing. Someone has put in her chemistry book. Oop. Can I just ask in this episode? And I don't remember how I felt when I watched it. For the first time a decade ago. Um, are we meant to feel ten like scary tension or sexual tension between Emily and Toby? And is the bad acting, does that make it feel very sexually tense? Because I feel, I think, fearful sexual tension. I, I feel like I always felt fearful friend tension. Like, okay. I don't know, Especially knowing that Emily come out is, a little bit yeah exactly i think that's what it was i was always like maybe he ha he is into her i do think him. he was into her i do think that but then this episode had me going like is emily bi maybe but also maybe um but also maybe she it's hard to tell because i don't know the bad acting leans it more towards her just being friendly yeah, I do think she doesn't. And then, at the, but then at the end, she's like on the bed listening to this album. Anyway, it's a bit. He makes her a mixtape. They make yeah. each other mixtapes, and I'm like, cool. I've done that with friends, like platonic yeah. male friends. And also, because my rule with this show is like the rule of the show is anytime there are just two people in a room alone, doesn't matter who you are, you might there fuck. is sexual tension, and that is the rule. That's very true. That is the rule to me. Um, but yeah, he's very weirdly observant. He is. He is weirdly observant. And yeah. the way that he responds to things said to him is like always in question form and he doesn't mm. answer any questions. Mm. It's bizarre. 
Um, I've also written Ashley Marin is a smoke show and Tom is a fucking fool for leaving her when we see um, Hannah's dad, Ashley Marin's ex-husband, come to pick Hannah up to have dinner oh. with her. And her mum is like all dressed in this beautiful red dress or as Nick Jonas would say, red dress, to go have dinner. She, I do, I, my notes, Ashley looks so good to see her ex-hubby. I will just say quickly, I think there's like maybe two scenes before that that are non-eventful, aside from the veggie burgers that her mum, that Ella Montgomery is making look good. Yeah. And um, the three notes, that's number one. The second note is that jacket's not you, Spencer. That's perfect, Hannah. And that Hannah breaks my heart that she thinks she has to look not like herself to see her stupid dad. My third note is Shay Mitchell's teeth are cute. (laughs) They are. I assume she has like veneers now and it's just this thing where I'm like, her teeth are so, I love seeing not super perfect teeth on screen. Yeah. Um, And that takes us to Ashley looks so good to see the absolute hat stand, stupid man, Tom. He's a ding dong. He's a ding dong. And I and she oh she looks so hot. She the cheekbones. The cheekbones, oh. the the beautifully blow waved hair. She's she's just ready at all times. She's a to smoke turn heads. show. She is. Um, okay. So I don't know if I'm I'm just going to my next note, so just tell me when blah blah blah. I actually so I think we cut to like Ezra and Aria, I assume, at their <sighs> at his place. Yes. I actually ew. Okay. This must be like just the one minute in the whole episode where I like agree with Ezra. Where he Oh yes. Me too. I agree that and I hate that he's proven wrong later, but he's like, Your mum probably knows about the affair. Cause I'm like, yeah, I think a lot of adults do have they have arrangements, they have communication. Um and when he's like, It's not your problem to fix it, I'm like, Wow, who's you're finally being an adult. Yeah. But then on the other hand we see Arya be a fucking idiot. Because yep. um, they're arguing and she says, she says this sentence, if I'm such a child, why did you ask me here? I And then he, you go. And then he says, I don't see you don't, as a child. I don't see you as a child. No! And that's why we need to discuss this, which is this made me want of grade A pedo shit. It. I don't see you as a child. And it's like, that doesn't matter because she Sir. is one. And I was mm-hmm. also, this is going to be like the first of, as in, I don't know if there's more in the series, but I'm like, Aria, girl, this is going to be the first of many that are about you feeling like a child because he will, he is in a position of power and he will speak to you like you're a child. Because so you welcome are. to the next few years of your life. Enjoy. Enjoy this. This scene is so Fucked up. power dynamic. It's, it's bad. It's um, insane. And then I wrote... <laughs> Then the next scene after that is so the she storms one. out of his apartment and then they're in the English class. Oh my god, this is probably the worst scene, as in like not like worst television made scene, but just like one of the worst scenes. Break it down for the people. Tell us all what oh happens. Oh my god, they have like a lit. Also, this is like a very engaged discussion about To Kill a Mockingbird that I studied in Year Ten Lit, and we did not give this much of a shit. No. Um. They're kind of having a discussion about, like, who's at fault. I can't remember. Um, And then Arya, like, brings up something that I think is a little bit like the conversation they just had. And then he's so unprofessional. 
It's such a Absolutely. major red flag that he's so personal and weird to her in front of the class and he like punishes this other dumb kid. Ugh. I can't break it down. And he says something along the lines of like, um, they're talking about uh, this dynamic that's basically mapping onto their relationship Mm. or something. And then this other kid's like, oh, well, it could be because of this reason. He's like, what? What did you just say? And he's like, oh, I just meant because of this, this plot device in the story and this, this, this. And he's like, no, it seems like you were speaking over Arya, belittling Arya. And it's just fucked. And I've just written Ezra is a bad teacher. He's a bad, he's like legitimately a bad teacher. Sorry. Like, sorry about it. He's, he's a terrible teacher. I don't. <gasps> yeah, this scene is just, it's painful. It's like a painful scene to behold. And I feel bad for everyone involved except for Mr. Fitz because he should feel bad. He should. Uh, then there's think... shaving cream in a locker. Yeah, in Did Toby's locker. No, no, no. I think that's in Toby's locker. He's being bullied by the other kids. Emily looks over and he's like, oh, I'm so sad. It's He's just a victim. Maybe I'm wrong. He's just maybe. a kid. His and life is a nightmare. nightmare. Uh, so maybe that's the situation. I think. I is, didn't is, know uh, this was shaving cream. What did you think it was, Cum? I, I, I was like, what is this, Cum? Uh, and then it's like revealed later when she's like, they put shaving cream. No, I didn't know what it was. I was just like, what is this? Sorry, I'm just still laughing at you saying, what is this cum? (laughs) What is this cum? Inflection. What is this cum? What is this cum? What is this specific kind of cum? (laughs) It's so white. (laughs) What is this? Whipped cum? Yeah, it is whipped cum. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They put whipped. I thought it was whipped cum until it was revealed it was shaving cream. Shaving cum. (laughs) Uh, the Is next, that what you use? No. Yeah, in order to come, I have to shave. <laughs> in order to shave, I have to come. Um, the next note that I have is Kate the horse girl, RIP, as she gets recast. So we meet um, Tom, Arya's deadbeat papa. Sorry, not Arya. Hannah. Hannah. Hannah's, Hannah's shitty dad um, mm. invites her to dinner They've had a nice night together. Then the next night, he's like, she's like, he's going to take me to a fancy dinner. And he just invites, without telling her about them beforehand, his new fiance and her daughter, who's around the same age. That's really age. rude. I think that's and, rude. And yeah, it's absolutely rude. Later in the se- the series, at some point, Kate, the, the, the stepdaughter or stepsister, whatever, mm. is more ingratiated in, in some plot lines. And she's a big horse girl. And I yeah. hate her. But this actress in it is one of the many PLL fixtures who is recast. Um, yeah. Also, she says, Hannah, do you sail? Um, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, who says that? That's that's uninformed. And also, they're in Pennsylvania. No, it's weird. Sail. That's such a weird thing to say. I was going to say that Hannah's dad gets, I think right before the fam shows up, he gets major points from me. This is the only points he probably gets from me um, for being like one of the few adults to really ask like how Hannah's going post um, like Allison's disappearance. That's true. And then it all goes downhill from there. But he, cause she's like, what? I crashed like the car. And he's like, no, no, no. It's about like, how are you after like Allison? And then yeah. it all just goes downhill when he ambushes her. Um, and then drunk. And then Spencer's in her house and just then, sitting on her bed looking at a bracelet 
Um, and then he is someone like she's literally just sitting. I didn't even write that down. I just remember so she's sitting on her bed, looking at a in like clothes. I would be wearing like trackies and a big hoodie by now. No, not um, not Spencer. Like, it's only not, polos not and uh, blazers. She has. I think I wrote down somewhere. Maybe in the next episode, there's a lot more sports Spencer. But my God, she yeah. looks good in all these cute little sports outfits. That she pulls it off. She pulls them off. Um, yeah, but drunk Ren is here, which is a big yikes to all the men who chase girls in this show. Yeah. Big yikes. Big yikes. And also his drunk acting is so bad. It's so bad. I would say out of a lot of the cast overall, the guy that plays Ren is one of the better ones usually. Mm, mm, mm. But his drunk acting is is horrendous. That's not it. Um do you know who had amazing, the best drunk acting I've ever seen so far? Tell me. Is um, Evan Peters in the Mayor of Easttown. In Mayor of Easttown. In, Mar- in the Mayor of Easttown. <laughs> in Mayor of Easttown when he's, yeah, talking to Mayor. And I think that scene, like. In the bar. Made him, like, want to quit acting because he was drinking, like. Uh, he had to, like. They give you, like, apple cider vinegar or something to really make you feel like you're drunk. And he was, what? like, it was awful. Um, and that's iconic. And it's iconic. Uh, it's so good. And Ray should take notes. I want to put it on record that I always have been and always will be an Evan Peters stan since you the movie Sleepover. Have. Yeah. Oh, you get really you man. get major points for that for like Thank the you. sleep because everyone is like American Horror Story. American Horror Story made me not like him. I was like, I of him. did love the first him in the first season when I was what maybe fourteen. Mm. I was like, oh my god, it's SpongeBob from Sleepover, um, and I thought he was so hot and it was so problematic his character and the whole situation. Yeah, but uh, love him. And then I think Mayor of Easttown is what made me go like, I love this man. I'm on board. Oh, yeah. I like this haircut. Uh, and I also actually right before that in WandaVision. Oh, I was like, great! I get it. In WandaVision. She's hot. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has the best accent, I reckon, out of everyone in Mayor of Easttown. <gasps> What's your passcode? He does. What's your passcode? Yeah. What's your passcode? Uh, everyone watch Mayor of Easttown, or as I say, <laughs> the Mayor of Easttown. <laughs> the one, the only, the Mayor of Easttown. Mayor of Easttown. Someone's filming Spencer and Wren, or Spen and Wren, as I say. Spen Wren. Spen Wren. Sren. Pren. Pren? So, I don't know. Pren. Someone's um, filming them and it's gross. I've written... This dialogue is crazy about drunk Ren and Spencer mm. also. Mm. The, the thing is, I didn't write down what they said, but this could be said for 50% of the conversations in the yeah. show. Maybe 80%. So. Amen. I kind of, I feel like I zoned out. Maybe I was like writing, maybe I was looking at like trivia of Pretty Little Lies during this scene because I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. My no, next thing is good on Arya for sticking up for herself. She runs into like Ezra's, I might've skipped a scene. These are like the important moments. Um, she like runs into Ezra's house. She shouldn't do that, um, but I don't blame her. And she like yells at him and then he's like, you're right. And I'm like, hmm, what's your game? But then amidst that conversation, one of the craziest genuinely dialogue things, and I did write it down, 
they're talking about the things of their parents, I think, in this scene mm. and yes. just how crazy it was that he confront he was so fucking weird in class to her. And he does say, you're right, like you said. And then out of nowhere, she starts telling this story about her Aunt Ruth and her cat Muggsy. And it has nothing to do with anything. I went back and rewatched the conversation and was like, this isn't even an out like this. You can't map. There's no lesson she could have learned from this that is be- being talked about what is happening here. It doesn't make any sense. I don't remember that at all. And I literally watched this an hour ago. Maybe I'll find a clip of it and put the dialogue in here for anyone listening. Please. I don't remember. So I would can... be listening to a cat. I love cats. And I love Aunt Ruth. Is that her name? And we love Muggsy. And Muggsy. But we hate this story. We hate this story, but we do love our aunties and our cats. I feel like my Aunt Ruth. She had her pet cat stuffed when he died. And you walk in her house and there's Muggsy on the piano. (laughs) He's there and she talks to him. And there's really not much difference between Muggsy alive and Muggsy stuffed. I mean, he's a cat. Aunt Ruth, she's really happy, but the rest of us are just kind of creeped out. And then we go to Hannah in the car and obviously because the very beginning of this episode, remember, is that they've blocked Mm. A from everything and it's A doing a shout out to her good friend Hannah on the radio and it's a a song called I Don't Need You Anymore and then I've written hee hee sneaky. That's fun. I think that's like really fun to do radio dedications. Yeah. Also radio. What a throwback. What a throwback. RIP. I think also it's insane of um, Hannah's dad to bring up like all that car, like the Sean's car stuff in front of the new family. Yeah. I mean, he's trying to punish her, but like it's, it's, it's rude and he loses points yeah. and now he has no points for me. But it, I, I get when he says it because Hannah's being a little bit of a little shit, but also I love she her for it. She is a pretty little shit. She's a pretty little shit. It's when <clears throat> the stepmom says, do you sail? And... The stepsister goes, yeah, I teach, uh, especially beginners. I could teach you sometime, take you out in the boat. And Hannah goes, yeah, and see who comes back alive. And it's very funny. And then her dad's like, so Hannah, um, uh, I, you destroyed a car. car. I feel like all the four girls make jokes like that that aren't jokes. And they're not funny. They're just tense and they're weird. And then they go. But also it's <laughs> it how they handle joke. their grief. It's how they handle their grief and we must respect the process. Exactly. Um, Spencer and Ren uh, meet at a hotel. Um, and I'm like, this is bad optics and we should all know this from the OC season one. And two, I think a lot of OC seasons involve um, the Mermaid Inn. I think it's called the Mermaid Inn Hotel. Yeah. Hotel. Holiday Inn. That's where we're at. And then they kiss outside the room like idiots. Because someone is, of course, going to be watching. Someone's always watching. Big brother. Big brother himself. Big brother was always watching. Turns um, out A was big brother all along. It's a crossover. Also, who's white Mercedes? I would love that. I was about to say that, that I would, um, this this feel, yeah, big brother and PLL and Gossip Girl all sit in the same universe. Very 1984, oh. George Orwell. Dun, dun. When did Hannah get a white Mercedes? Whose car is this? I think it might be her mum's car and she's driving it because it's definitely not her. She doesn't have a car. That's the whole an, a whole issue over these couple of episodes, right? Mm, well, good for Ashley. 
I think so. Wait, a white Mercedes, does that mean she's involved with Arbon? Do you know about this? Oh, that you get a white Mercedes at some point if you get to a certain level with Arbon. Yeah, do you think that's you think she's involved with an multi-level That's where she gets all her money scheme? is that she's in an MLM scheme and oh. it paid off. I hope that Ashley's at the top of the MLM scheme. Yeah, I hope she created Arbon. Me too. <laughs> um you know I've too. then written Maya is the only good actor in this fucking show. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. That's yep. just that's no context, just that. And Holly Marie Combs. Oh yeah, I've I think I've written um, in the next episode something like uh, Holly Marie Combs for the Oscar because, yeah. or should I say, and the Oscar goes to Holly Marie Combs, uh, but she yeah. deserves it. I've then written um, there's a letter from a to Ella, oh. aka Holly Marie Combs. Do you want me to scandalous? I paused, I paused my screen. Do we want to? Yes. I actually haven't read it, but do we want to like read? Okay. Something, some, this is where like it kind of cuts off at the early part of the letter. So it says Byron is involved with another woman. And when I say involved, I mean in a romantic way. This is not something recent. It started before your family went away to Iceland. And from the look of things, it may be starting up again now that you're back. I know this is hard to hear, but it is the truth. Um, if you don't believe this, about your husband ask your daughter she knows all about it sincerely i also the language used in that is so boring yeah could have been much spicier um so a how about you take a literature class or a yeah it's actually more a, i was kind of i paused class. it because i'm like this is gonna be lit and it was like not <laughs> that exciting no. to read out um aria's mom doesn't know she doesn't no. know that Byron. that annoyed me because i'm like oh aria's right I wanted her to have, like, a lesson that, like, adult relationships are complicated, but she didn't get the lesson. No. Um, and I felt I felt really bad for Ella. Me too. Um, and then um, and then Arya says to her, Mum, do you want me to take off first period and just talk? And she's like, no, it'll be fine. And, like, sends mm-hmm. her off, but you can see the pain in her eyes. Oh. Heartbreaking. Uh, and then Such my last note is... Um, we finally get the lip color that we talked about in a previous episode um, when A writes on Spencer's mirror, um, it won't be that easy, bitches, A. And the girls pick it up and they're like, is that jungle red Allison's color? I wrote that down. I wrote, yeah, it's a camp line. It's a really important line that is mm. just pure camp of like, is that jungle red <gasps> Allison's color? Yeah. Crazy. Um, as if it's not like the common color at Target or something that everyone has this Revlon, like, or like Lancome Juicy Tube or something. Um, <laughs> the mirror, the lipstick message is very drag race, which I yeah, appreciate. Um, but yeah, it won't be that easy, bitches. Hey. And that's the end of episode four. That's the end of the episode. Okay, I have some questions. Who is, I think, who is the hottest adult or grown up of the episode? I feel like we both I, agree. I mean, it's always Ashley Marin. It is. But especially in this episode because she comes yeah. out in that outfit Ugh. ready to um, make her husband miss her. Yep. Because I was so. going to be like, oh, should we exclude Ashley from this? Because like we, she's always our favorite. But I was like, not in this episode. 
she has to get a special shout out. Um, I do think I want to have another segment called the small yikes of the episode because we can all agree that the big yikes of the whole series is Ezra and Arya. So we're not going to, we can, I think, address the, the nuances in that, but we can assume that that's the big yikes. What are the small, yes. what's the small yikes of this episode for you, Ash? I don't know what mine is. I'm going to think. Um, I think my contenders, and we can decide, mm. are Spencer and Ren kissing outside the motel for sure. I think that's, that's a, that, mine. That's yep. a yikes. Um, or that outfit that, I, that, um, that, outfit that mm. Hannah's in with the belt. It's, I hate it so much. True. I do think that is a, that's that's a medium yikes for sure. Mm. I do think yeah, Ren busting in drunk and them kissing at the motel. I think that's the small yeah. yikes, and it feels like a big yikes. But for the segment, we'll say it's a small yikes. Yeah. Um, and that's that insane episode. That's yeah, that was that episode. Amazing. Can you hear me now? We're gonna take a little break, and then we're gonna Let's get into break. episode five. Welcome back from the break, everyone. We're now going to get into episode five, Reality Bites Me. Apparently this is named, This I should have saved this for trivia. Apparently this is named after a movie called Reality Bites. Um, I think directed by Ben Stiller. I have heard of that movie before. Yeah, 1994 rom-com. So that explains the title. Go off, Ben. Go you, Truly do go off, Ben. I do love Ben Stiller. Um, um, so do I. Um, the, the, the episode opens quite, quite plainly with Hannah shitting on the name Meredith because uh, they're talking about uh, the woman that Byron Montgomery is cheating with and her name being mm. Meredith. And she's like, that's not even a cute girl name. And I would just like to put in the record that I have a friend named Meredith and she's really cute. So how dare you? I think Meredith is a good name. I Mary, agree. Shout out. You get, yeah. Shout out to all the Merediths out there. We see you. We appreciate you. You will be found. Allah, dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> yeah. We love you, <laughs> Meredith. Even when the dark comes, Meredith. Do, 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 Meredith. You will be, Meredith. You will um, be. A is sending them videos of them, like, looking at the mirror, which... From the last episode. Yeah, and I'm like, close your damn... Damn. Blinds. blinds. It's not close that Close your hard. damn blinds. I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it. Close your damn blinds. Um, and there's lipstick in the cupboard. Ooh, is what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> it just like falls um, out of the cupboard. Like they, uh, I don't know. Yeah. As if a ghost had literally <laughs> shattered out at them. Some jungle red. <laughs> Allison's color. Like a, like, what's that word? Like it shot out of a ghost's anus, like a cannon. Like projectile. Yeah. I'm talking about ghosts a lot this episode. Maybe I'm possessed. Hey, Brutalize is spooky. Maybe you're possessed. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm in Ravenswood. Oh. <gasps> spooky. Foreshadowing. The Ravenswood section. The Mainly because I can't wait to get Caleb. Caleb. Oh, well, Caleb there. is there. my pretty little liars man. 
Me too. Me, oh, he's my he's, he has to be everyone's. He's the best. He's the unproblematic, hopefully, king of PLL for sure. Yeah. Also in that scene, Arya only now tells them that Allison knew about her dad cheating. And she says it so nonchalantly, so casually, as if it doesn't matter that Allison mm. knew. And the whole issue is that these secrets that A is uh, holding over their heads are things that only Allison knew. This is a recurring theme for me, and I have a few notes on it later about how little they tell each other. Mm. About things that don't have to be like crazy. I don't know. Like you've gone through so much together. You guys should talk about some stuff. Um, anyway, so that's just a weird thing that kept coming up for me this this episode. Um, but yes, Allison knows everything, and all of a sudden those secrets are coming out. What the heck? Yeah. I then wrote, "Who did Piper dirty this season with the fashion?" Uh, once again, yes. Yeah, Holy things are very icy in the Montgomery household and in the wardrobe department mm. while dressing Holly Marie Combs. Um, and then, then, do you have any no- other notes from that scene? No, no, that's it. Okay. My next note is uh, everyone's back at school. Yes. Toby and Emily are once again acting very badly with each other and they're in chemistry, they're lab partners. And... Emily says she didn't get much sleep because she stayed at a friend's house. And Toby's like, so whose house did you stay at last night? And I know it's because they're setting him up to somehow know about her and Maya or like have an inkling about that. Mm. But it seems real creepy to be like, so whose house are you sleeping at? Kind of like when Ben's like, you guys have a sleep slumber party? People in this whole town request information they don't fully have the right to all the time. Mm. They always but want then, to know everything. When there's a group of best friends, they barely tell each other anything important. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. <laughs> Truly. Truly. Does I, Marlene King, know how people have conversations? No, and we respect her for that. Oh, she's the queen. She's the I, Marlene queen. I, Marlene queen. I, Marlene, the queen. Me, Marlene, I. I, queen. I, queen. I phone more like I, queen. <laughs> I queen, my name. I queen, Marlene queen. I queen, Marlene queen. Um, I, I ma queen, queen. Okay, enough. That was perfect. That was beautiful. <laughs> um, I don't know where this fits into it, but I'm just like, I like that Sean, is that the name of uh, Hannah's ex-boyfriend? I think so. Yes. I, yeah. He's nice. He's, he's a Christian virgin, but he's really, really nice. And um, yeah. no disrespect to anyone that is a Christian virgin. Good on you. Yeah, um, shout out. It's just it, he is what he is, um, and he takes the fall for the car. He tried to take the fall for the car. He seems really nice. Like, yeah, he seems nice. I'm like, well, I like this guy. Yeah, me too. Seems he like just he has good just intentions. doesn't want to fuck. <laughs> Let him not no. fuck. And he doesn't, and have to, he doesn't that. want to. Yeah. Um, good I have a him. note about that later. Um, I can just say it now. Um, he says that he's in RLW, Real Love Waits, which is like a club at school. Yes. Um, and I think Hannah, this is at the end of the episode, but they talk about this club. Hannah's insecure the whole episode because he is being driven to school by this girl who she's threatened by. He, she confronts him about it and is, but in, in a very nice, mature way, not like accusing him or anything. And then he talks about the club and that she's just a girl from the club. And mm. Hannah, I think very maturely, says, look, we tried things my way and it didn't work, which was trying to fuck. Mm. 
so why don't we try things your way? Why don't I come with you to one of these meetings? And I love that she's, you know, respecting his process, even though it may not be the, the process for some. She's giving it a go and we appreciate 100%. that. 100%. And also I think she, I don't even know if she like really wanted to have sex in that episode that she like threw herself at him. I think that's that thing when you're a teenager and you want to tick losing your virginity off the list because it's such a, it's such a social construct mm-hmm. to lose your virginity and to get it over and done with. Um, and honestly, something like that might suit her for a while. Like, yeah, she doesn't, don't, you don't have to fuck this guy. I no. think she and felt also- like she had to. Yeah, and also I think for Hannah especially, but for all of these girls, the daddy issues on these girls oh. are nuts. And I'll, I'll get to, to more about that with Spencer specifically a little bit later. Oh, um, I have a note about the word daddy in particular. Oh, my God. Um, okay. Yeah, and I wrote a note um, about like, yeah, that teacher, I don't know what happens next, but that teacher talks to Spencer at some point. And as we said, I think he's a magical creature that only talks to her in the hallway. He does not exist outside the bounds of the hallway. He is a hallway-dwelling creature. I want to talk about, probably in the next scene, um, the power of lab partners in American <laughs> pop culture. Because we don't, I don't know about you, I didn't have lab partners at my school. No. Um, you just go to science class. And I guess if you, like, you don't, science, sometimes we get to do lab stuff, but you're mainly just sitting there with a textbook. You don't, yeah. like, to have a whole class de- dedicated to lab is, I don't know. Well, this is the thing. Neither you or I did chemistry or physics in VCE, right? Good guess. So yes. maybe, <laughs> no, we but definitely had a discussion school, wasn't about a thing. it. I don't think you But like... I think maybe that would, if there's anyone listening in Australia or New Zealand, because I feel like they're similar in, yeah. in, in, in those ways, and we are one, but we are many uh, including New Zealand. Um, mm. Did you have that experience at any point in a science class in high school? Would love mm. to know. Not uni, not if you did a science degree, because no. obviously that's different. Only high school, I think because we don't know. We don't know. And I think I always like dreamed when I'd watch like American stuff and I was like, oh my God, you're my lab partner. Oh, I'm paired with like the hot rebel boy. And I was like, it's my Ooh. dream to be paired with someone I have a crush on. Of course, yeah. In science class. But it's also my dream to drop science because I'm not good at it. And that came true in year 11 when my parents were like, it's time to let it go. It's time and we'll let you. We stand. We stand that decision. From Elsa herself, the queen of science, because she makes ice, which is something to do with science. science. Um, I have written here, oh my God, Ezra's poetry reading. (gasps) Okay, so I've been written. Okay, you've leaped. You've I've leapt. leaped. You've I've leapt. leapt. So I'm gonna hold that thought. I just have like a couple. You've leapt to the the biggest yikes of the whole series oh. is him reading poetry in a dimly lit club. Um, <laughs> Whether she's there or not, him reading poetry. And the only line we hear of the poetry it. is something so bad as well. <laughs> um, I've leapt. Just in between that, I think Hannah's at like the dentist office, and she's like fumbling with her uniform because she feels bad the uniform's sick i love it it's got cats on it it rules shout out to mugsy (laughs) aria's auntie's cat (laughs) shout out to mugsy um jenna is jenna putting on jungle red 
Also, she Oop. leans in to look at herself in the mirror to put on lipstick. Yeah, they're in, and they're in a. Um, it's a mirror inside an elevator, and then Hannah. I mean, we love her. We love the uh, the determination to try and see if it is jungle red. Jenna can feel you breathing on her yeah. if you're that close. To her she face can when smell you. you that she close. can feel you. She can hear you. Like, yeah, idiot. Um, um, but she says something along the lines of, "Do you like the color?" And I was <laughs> like, "Yes, Jenna, that's hot." To be like. You like the color, and then when Hannah was like, "Yes, I'm surprised Jenna wasn't like, oh, it's you, Hannah." Yeah, well, I mean, th- okay, this is the other thing. Only later, and this is not spoilers, but eventually, Jenna is in hospital for issues with her vision again, um, mm. and they mention exactly the extent of what she can and can't see. Uh, yeah, but often okay. with with visual impairment in general, mm. you. Most people, I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong, anyone who is visually impaired out there, but a lot of people can see shapes or Mm, like there is some kind of depth. Yeah. So the fact that the girls just full on assume she's Mm. absolutely 100% blind also is. It's it's so bold of Hannah to get that up and close in her space. And also don't get up in her space, Hannah. Yeah. Personal space. Just don't. Um, there must be a scene between Spencer and her dad. Maybe it's when he buys her buttercreams for the essay. But oh my God, he, keeps talking, is, he says buttercreams five times in one sentence. He says buttercreams so much. Made me want, that, I don't know what buttercreams are, but it made me want one. Neither do I, and I also want one. Um, let's get buttercreams. <laughs> let's impress Daddy Hastings so we can get a buttercream. We should, have should, an, we should record an episode together where we bake <gasps> buttercreams and eat them while we record the episode that's it and also i feel like we should have a segment where we get who gets daddy hastings buttercream this (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) what was i gonna say oh yeah anyway so i assume that was the scene because i've just written i have an issue with girls calling their dad daddy it's a really big thing in riverdale um so gross anyway so that's if you do that like that's I think if you do it in real life, that's fine. I think it's just a real go-to for these soapy TV shows I watch to have like the honest student girl call her dad daddy. So no disrespect to real life, dad daddy, but it's just a bit like after a certain age, I don't know. Uh, I personally want to say if you do it in real life, just um, no disrespect, no judgment, but but maybe stop. But maybe stop. <laughs> I would say yeah. <laughs> Don't want to tell you how to live. Sorry to the haters. Um, it's creepy. Okay, so now we get up to Ezra in a dimly lit club reading poetry okay. or something. I've written the caucasity of Arya to ask to go when he says that that's what he has on at night. Him saying, if it sucks, I'm going to have to hurt myself. You'd be a witness. It could be ugly. What the actual fuck? What the actual fuck? This whole exchange is cursed. Oh, it's the opposite the biggest of the curse. nice troll hallway, man. Mm. Yes. If that the man history is, teacher hallway the, man is, is <laughs> it brings life. He gives gifts. He he puts your essay to the golden orchid. 
he's he's a gift giver you step into ezra's classroom and it's a dark pit it's an evil forest where there's a a bad bad man preying on children but the history teacher his love language is gift giving and acts of service (laughs) whereas ezra's love language is manipulation and hitting on children yeah (laughs) um Patrick J. Adams from Suits, a.k.a. Troian Belisiaro. I'm so sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, I think it's Troian Belisario. Oh, my God. I fully, I botched that insanely. (laughs) It's okay. I think you've actually said it the right way before. And then you flipped between pronunciations. And I'm always like, go off multiple pronunciations. I think I've only known it as Troian Belicia, and then I don't know how. Like, we should know we're Italian. Um, I assume it seems Italian. Would you say the last name was Belisario? That sounds nice. I thought I heard somewhere that was Troian. Let me look it up. Troian. Um, but anyway, her hubby, her now hubby, and I've got some trivia for this later, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, no, I'll do it now. He's the MVP of the episode. Can I? Oh say? yeah. Um. So they met at a play in like 2009. They were playing love interests. They fell in love. Then they broke up and he was like, she dumped him and he was like, I'm devastated. Then he gets a, like a book, an audition for PLL for this role. And he like rallied all his friends and all his network to help him get the role to get Troyan or Troyan back. I didn't know that. And it worked. And now he's her baby daddy. They've had the two kids. I think they had a kid daddy. this year. They had like their second kid this year. <gasps> I have more trivia on this. Go, um, go, go. Um, okay. This bit, I'm very afraid of childbirth because I am a baby. Um, a 28-year-old baby. Um, so they had a kid, I think, yeah, June 2021. So last month. He delivered their child because she was like, in the car, apparently, like, on all fours, bum facing the windshield, his words, um, <laughs> on, like, a podcast called Katie's Crib. Um, Go off, Katie. And he just had to, like, pull down her pants and the baby's head was right there and he delivered it and it was, like, a three-minute ordeal. Jesus Christ. And they were, like, in the hospital, like, parking or something. I don't know. I was like, this is kind of my nightmare but also very cool and iconic and I love it. But this is truly my nightmare. That's terrifying, yeah. So that's Trouble a little bit about Patrick J. Adams. Horrendous, yeah. I don't even know the name thing. of his character in this, but I love his character in this. He's Hardy. Important. Hardy, oh no. Yeah, Hardy. <laughs> yeah not softy, but Hardy. Hardy. And okay. he, as this character, is telling Ezra, hey, maybe don't fuck your student, Absolutely. bro. Um, I've said, I've written, I can't believe Ezra's friend is telling a sex story knowing Arya is his student. That's, that is one problematic thing he does. He's like telling a story about bringing a girl home when they were yes. in dorms in college. And he, Arya, yeah. Arya's like, tell the story. It's like, what the this hell? is not appropriate. He, I will say at the start, before he like tells off Ezra, um, he is red flaggy because like there's a room full of people and he's like, a few meters away from Arya, there are people between them and they're all cheering and clapping. And then he's like, do you know him? 
and manages to find the one girl. Anyway, and then him and Arya meet and they talk. She's like, I'm his student. So she's honest. And then he immediately, oh my God. And there's this like, yes, I was, I did write down that I'm like, it's insane that Hardy, Patrick J. Adams is like telling very adult stories to his friend student, as you said. Um, But there's this amazing line where I think, I don't know what Ezra says, but it must, it's something justifying like why him and Arya are together. He says, I didn't, I I didn't know her from, I didn't meet her that way. Like I met her before Maybe it's that. school started and then or hardy our king says and that makes it okay go off thank you for defending students like and also this makes it feel very like it's you could project onto this that hardy knows that this is a recurring theme i yeah. choose to project oh. i choose to project that that hardy oh. immediately saw this young student and was like i bet ezra's brought her here i'm projecting Ah, projecting foreshadowing. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. But maybe Um, that justifies that like outlandish choice to like single Arya out and talk to her. Yeah, for sure. I have two notes that I've skipped over. One just says, I hate Ezra and his poem. Yeah. That's it. It's true. No, that's correct. And then one is when Spencer's practicing her, um, her tennis at the club, I wrote, Spencer has that Wii tennis serve moan. (laughs) And if you played Wii tennis, you'll know. The little wee people go like, yes. <gasps> I know that's from real tennis. That's not based on wee tennis. No, it is from wee tennis. Yeah, I think for that scene I wrote, Spencer looks so good in all these little sports outfits. That's where yeah. that note came up. Um, but and this the scene... boy from uh, uh, Rock of Ages. 90... And 90210. Yes, 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 yes. Diego Bonita, I think his name is. Go off, um, he's gorgeous. He's mm. so cute. He's got that Demi Lovato, John Travolta happening mm. on his chin. Yeah, he's gorgeous. He's so cute. Um, but that scene between like Arya Spencer and Hardy was one of my favorite scenes. Like I was like, this is great. I feel heard that he is calling that Hardy is calling Ezra out. Absolutely. Um, I've written Hannah is um. I've written Hannah's tiny laptop is a mood. Absolutely. Um, I have a tiny laptop. <laughs> I had a tiny laptop for a period of time and it was very similar to hers and I loved seeing it and being like, there it is. There's a tiny there laptop. It is. Thank you for um, representing tiny laptops everywhere, Hannah. We stan. Uh, and then we see Hannah talking about the girl that uh, Sean was getting rides from and her mum sees and says, she's cute. And then she says to her mum, she's trying to date Sean. And then her mum says, she's evil. Two I love that. We love it because that. we love that she is supporting her daughter. But we, you know, it's not a very feminist move. No, I think, yeah. It's definitely like an old school way of like a mum being like, I think it was a good way to show their relationship. Yes. Of like their buddy buddy. I will say that um, Hannah like hates that this new girl loves skinny lattes and I'm so sorry to <laughs> Hannah. I'm so sorry to tell my queen, Ashley Benson, Hannah Marin, that I too drink skinny lattes skinny and lattes. I like it. Well, it's not like a it's not a weight loss thing. I just like skim milk. Call me crazy. I just like skinny milk. I love a soy latte myself. Two sugars. So I do I alternate between like a soy latte and a skinny latte. Sometimes I just get a latte, but sorry, Hannah. Mm. Or a chai. This, love a soy chai. 
Can I uh, offer a contender to A's worst work? Absolutely. It's Hannah got dissed and Emily got kissed. <laughs> so Hannah gets uh, an IM, an instant message mm-hmm. a la MSN from a username called This Is A. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about um, other people's experiences with instant messaging, but you had to accept someone as a friend in order to receive messages from them. Number one. I agree. So she would have had I to believe accept. believe you. Um, we didn't see that process, but anyway. And then it says, now I know two secrets. As Haley just said, Hannah got dissed, dot, dot, dot. And Emily got, in all caps, kissed. And then an attachment is the Polaroid image from the photo yeah. booth of Emily and Maya lock and lips. Um, how did we go from like the cool, creepy radio shout out and a lipstick <laughs> message in Jungle Red to just like a lazy text from This Is A saying Hannah got dissed, Emily got kissed? How 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 the mighty fall? And this wasn't even like during a writer strike. Like someone was no. paid to do that. It's crazy. Um, can I jump to my next note? I don't know if I'm of jumping course. too much, but the biggest yikes of the episode. Actually, there's pro- this is probably not the biggest one. Pro- the biggest one probably belongs to Ezra, but Arya saying age is never an issue when we're together. <laughs> Bless Gross. her. She doesn't know, and I want to protect her. She's a child, but he She's a child. Should. And, a ch- and you would say that at that age, and he should be like, it is an issue, but instead he's like, I want to get my dick wet. By this sorry. child. <laughs> I'm so true. sorry. Um, a yikes for me is um, Emily goes to meet to- throughout this whole episode, which we've barely talked about because they're so uncharismatic in their they're acting. Barely, and yeah, that's true. They might have got edit. I wonder how much is on the editing room floor of this. Like arc. cut, yeah. Um, Emily and Toby becoming good friends, making each other's making each other mixtapes and stuff bonding over a band they like and toby's drawings and stuff and they organize to meet at the grill and emily goes to meet him and sees spencer and i believe aria there Mm. spencer and hannah there i don't know there's two of them there and they call her over and she just ditches toby and it makes me really sad that's really rude like it's Mm. it's yeah it's she lost points she lost points your um, friends and would understand. Is, I don't know. Yeah, They exactly. need to trust each other. They need like a workshop, like a trust workshop. Before or just skills. the classic thing that we said before. Talk to each other and be like, I don't think he's a creep. He's my friend. Uh, yeah. Rather than being like, it's a secret that he's my friend. Because now it's weirder neighbor. that it's a secret. And you've heard exactly. someone's feelings. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Emily's, her, I, I'd it's say, cute. the worst communicator. <laughs> yes. I would I back you. Them. I will back you on that. I will support you in that um, belief. Thank you. And yes, he did draw her on the CD. And it is cute. The hands are wild. I, only, like, I didn't <laughs> even pause, but I just saw like the hands. I'm, hands are hard to draw. Hey, hands are the hardest thing to draw. So. They really are. Um, think- my next note is um, Hannah is at the therapist's office. They're, they're I just to have, figure out. Can I just say something quickly? I think of that course, happens. Uh, unless I, I might be, ju- unless it jumps back to that table. I'm not sure, but. You go. Anyway, I'll just say I wish Hannah, uh, Hannah and Emily, it's just Hannah and Emily after a while. And they're talking about, because uh, I guess Hannah now knows that like, oh, I think Emily's been kissing a lady. Um, 
And I and so Hannah's kind of like, by the way, like if you ever like are seeing anyone, like love is love is love, pretty much. Like she's like, but she, I kind of wish she's really cryptic though, and I wish she'd just been like, hey, A sent me this pic. I don't want to panic you. I just want to tell you, I don't care about your sexual orientation. Yes, I love another- you, and I will support you, and I'll keep your secret until you're ready to whatever share it. Anyway, that's my last thing. That's my one thing. There, I completely like, agree. Mm-hmm. It's so cryptic for no fucking reason. Especially when Emily's feeling so much shame about it. It makes me sad. Yeah. Um, sorry, you, you um, go to your bit now. And then I think this might actually be before that. No, mm, it's I might have jumped. Um, Hannah is breaking into the office and figures out why Jenna has been at the dentist office where she's been working. I don't think we've mentioned that yet. They're trying to figure out why Jenna's going to this place. And she figures why out. Why is Jenna it's... going to the dentist? <laughs> but it's not. It's a different office. And she oh. finds out it's a psychotherapist. Yes. Um, and she's like, psychotherapy? And sh- sh- Hannah goes in under the uh, name of Martha, someone else that was mm. in there. And then she's like, oh, my God. And under her breath, she says, you're her therapist. <laughs> to herself about the therapist. And the therapist goes, I'm whose therapist, Martha? Is there someone else here with us? And it's iconic. She goes, Martha doesn't need therapy. Martha needs to go and leaves. And it's very funny to me. This scene is really good. It's fun. It's, it's fun. fun. It's and it's, it's fun and it's cute and it's funny. And I love this scene. Me too. Um, and next is when I've written and the Oscar goes to Holly Marie Combs. Yes. And also the... Oh, no, I have this note for later. But Ella reminds me of Kyle Richards from uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills sometimes. I think just like, Ooh. but it's later on. It's just like the long hair and vibe. Um, yeah, I see it. Gives me a bit of like early, like season one and two Kyle from Real Housewives. Which is the only Kyle that I know. So I agree. Yes, you get it. A woman Kyle or just a Kyle in general? No, no, no. I've only seen season one. Oh, <laughs> cool. I was like. <laughs> Do you know, not know any other, like, Kyles? Um, yes. I don't know if this is, like, the next scene, but my next note is Aria can only cook mac and cheese for Ezra because she's a child. Absolutely. Because she doesn't play know how to make. There's a bit in, o- in the OC, I think, um, maybe it's the episode The Heights. I can't remember when, like, um, Ryan and Marissa are planning their first date. And she's like, her joke is that she can make mac and cheese. And his joke is that he can make um, like a cheese toasty or whatever, like a grilled cheese. I love cheese. And that's cute because they're two teenagers. This is like more just highlights for me that she's like, I can make enhanced mac and cheese. He's like, that's so cute. He says earlier in I think the episode before that he can make one he can make two dishes. And it's mm. like, sir, you're at least twenty two, twenty three. You you gotta learn how to cook. Make more dishes. And also please. stop trying to fuck students. Truly, I'm just clearly gonna Dale's gone to Woolies. <laughs> <laughs> leave this in. Yes. Leave this in. Okay. We're gonna keep this in. What snacks is Haley's partner gonna get? Her? <laughs> I need olive dip all the time. I eat olive dip so much. Um, and I put it on the list, but I'm like, can you also please get yummy cheese crackers as well? 
I put olive dip on there, but I'm open to more. (laughs) (laughs) I'm willing to shake things up. Um, I love this. He has to go to Woolies without me because, I mean, he should and he could. That's sound very codependent. Because I'm isolating because I'm waiting for my COVID test results. Um, I I like going to Woolies because I I like to be in control and I like to buy as many anti-pasto things as I can. Mm -hmm. I love going to the supermarket, you know? Oh, it's my favorite thing. It's always so fun. Last lockdown, Um, I accidentally went every day to Woolies. (laughs) And I was like, if I have COVID... And they release my check-ins. They'll you be like every up. day at Wool- at this Woolies. I nearly said um, <laughs> They would think that you work there. Yes. And then it would sadly, but it would always be like, an, like for an hour. The people would know. The people would know. Okay. Where'd we get, <laughs> where'd we get up to? Um, I was bitching about the mac and cheese. Okay. Yes. Um, my last note that I have oh, is wow. just the a message that the episode ends with which is a text from a that says lucky you aria other girls have to do their homework you get Mm. to do the teacher and she accidentally leaves her phone at ezra's house he finds it and he's like who is who's a you know what if all your friends know i'm sure b and c and d know and i think that's pretty fun that was just fun fun, that's a fun bit of dialogue I, how did you feel about him checking her phone because i think i'm in two camps the first camp was like Stay the fuck, stay out of this girl's phone. But I understand that he was like, it kept going, but he knows why it's going off. Spoiler for later, kind of. Mm, we're not going to say he... anything else. Okay. Mm. Um, Don't worry, it's not actually a spoiler, but um, he knows more than he's letting on. That's all we'll say. He knows now. more than he's letting on, but I, at the same time, I'm like, the phone is buzzing a lot and he might, like, I. I'm in two minds about like him checking the phone. I'm like, look, the I get way I did. see it, if we're going off his morality, it's lower than that because he's a pedophile. So it makes sense for someone who is already doing something so bad to also be someone who checks people's phones without their consent. I agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. Um, my note, I just have a few more. Uh, I relate to Spencer struggling to throw the match. I would also, I'm not, I don't, I'm not good at many things, so I don't want to act mm. like I'm not good at the things I'm good at. Her dad um, uh, has a client that he's trying so to get client. for his business and they're going to play them in doubles tennis and he's like, please help me lose so that we and, secure the client. And beautiful Diego Bonita is like a ball boy and he's like, oh, you were so good. You were so good yesterday. And she's like, well. And he's like, I see a lot of games here off the court. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Run! <laughs> Run, Spencer! Nah, he's oh, cute. Man. And then she dates him. Asks him on a date. There's a real Hannah fashion victim moment. She's wearing like a sheer top. It's I think it's in the scene we were just talking about in the sheer top with like... Diamantes all over it. Um, Ella should dump Byron's ass. It's my yeah. next note. Um, that's all. Then other stuff we've covered of like me being like, I don't understand Em and Toby. At the end, she's lying on her bed in like the moonlight listening and like holding the mix set to her chest. And I'm like, I don't, I think something. What are they trying to make us feel with this? What is this? Um, 
Who's the hottest adult in this episode? I think for me, Spencer's dad was hot. That's the weird oh. thing about being an adult is me being like, yeah, Spencer's really? dad's pretty hot. I don't, I can't remember the other adults in this episode. So I like, think, I think Hardy, the friend, which is Troy oh, Balsario's husband. Oh, if he, yeah, true. He counts. Um, because no, he's oh, trying 100%. to call Ezra out in his shit. And he's hot. No, you're right. Actually him. I forgot. I was so single of the parents now. Um, yeah, no, absolutely him. He was, I mean, he's gorgeous in general, but it was also hot that he's like, stop. I'm trying to protect a child. And I'm like, ooh. Absolutely. Bare minimum, but it is sexy. Smexy. Small yikes, definitely the poetry. Small Mm. yikes of the episode. Um, Yeah, the poetry for sure. Also, um, little baby yikes for me is Toby being like, whose house did you sleep at? I don't know why. Yes. Rub me the wrong way. True. I think. Yeah, I agree. Oh, and small yikes as well goes to girls spencer calling her dad daddy oh yeah 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 yeah. That's a yikes. and that's a yikes um, from me and that's a yikes from me i also thought one thing we can do is like what advice would you give to the girls like separately um Oof. i think collectively i would say talk to each other talk to each other and close your damn your damn blinds, blinds. i agree to talk to each other mm, my advice you go first okay um, for Arya, I would say get away from this man. He's gorgeous and it's not your fault, but like you will soar above him. Um, you have a lot of potential. Uh, Emily, I would say to her, like, you are beautiful. You are so right to feel how you feel. So I hope you find a good support network, which I think you do. Um, to Hannah, I would be like, Stop giving a shit about your weight. You're gorgeous. Also, I think you've lost like two kilos between hefty Hannah and normal. Like I don't, <laughs> she lost like, no, like everyone's like hefty Hannah. I'm like hefty Hannah looks ve- like not hefty to me at no, all. She looks healthy Hannah. Spencer, I would be like, chill the fuck out. Take a Valium and <laughs> stop hitting on your, I don't know. I think I just give Spencer a big hug. And I think I just want to give them yeah. all a hug and be like, you are seen and you are found. And, and I you like will be found from Jeremy Hansen. Um, I think um, yeah. to Aria, I would say same thing. Run, stop. Yeah. This is not going to fix your problems at home. No, that's good. Yeah. Grab your brother and keep going to the library. Mm. Spend your time with your brother at the library. Yeah. Bond together as a unit Mike. through this hard time. Um, to Emily, I would say talk to anyone like just try and talk yeah. to anyone because i think emily is definitely the most closed off yeah of the girls um and you know if you feel like you have a friend in toby talk be to friends him. with him because i think in this context she's harboring like in terms of the non like a dramas i think she's harboring at the t- like in the good year 2009 she's harboring like a big a big shame to her of course, um, a yeah. A big like weight on her shoulders that I think a lot of people, no matter like what your family is, they feel it. Because people don't talk about, even like the best family won't talk about it. And I'm just like, oh my god, someone free her. No one. I don't. People will not just come out, please. Just come out. Um, and she will. And and she will, and she does. Um, not a spoiler. Uh 
to Hannah, I would say, I love you. You are yep. whole. Hang out with your mum. Can I you live know. with you and your mum? Can I live with you and your mum? Your salads. giant house. Yeah, need um, takeaway salads in your house. Takeaway Caesar, Caesar salads. Um, and your instincts are good. Keep following them. Yes. She has the best instincts, mm-hmm. I think, maybe. And then to Spencer, I would also say, like, give yourself a break. Mm. Um, you are strong. You are smart. You are capable. Yes. Don't go that way in terms of your evil family. You no. do have the good morals. Listen to your heart. Listen to You're your gut. a superstar. That is what you are. And it doesn't matter on the days where you're not a superstar. That's no. actually, that's, it does, no, I shouldn't tell her she's a superstar. I should say, like, you're great, but it's also okay to not be great. Exactly. Miss Spencer. As long as you are good. Oof. That's beautiful. Thank that you. That makes you think. Mm. Um, you know what? What a beautiful episode. What a beautiful episode. That was that was a good episode. I really enjoyed that episode. Me too. Uh, do you have any trivia? I do. Oh, trivia. Um, oh, actually. No, I think I... Oh, the, the last piece of trivia, because I spent most of it in the episode, the last piece of trivia from IMDb is Roark Critchlow. What probably butchered that. Who plays Tom Marin, who's Hannah's dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, this might have been from the episode beforehand. Um, anyway, uh, he was on Days of Our Lives and he played the uncle of Ashley Benson's character, but they were never on at the same time. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And her, her name is Abigail Devereaux on the show, which is actually important to know and iconic and it's essential. That is. That's amazing. It Almost gives me Alison De Laurentiis. I was going to say, it has, like, the vibes. I wonder if maybe that, like, influenced her getting the role in Pretty mm. Little Liars. I don't know. Mabes, um, babes. There were two great episodes. I had a ball. I love this show with all my heart. Me too. Even though I bitch about it, it comes from, like, a place of just pure admiration and dedication. I love the show with all my heart and all my fart. I love you with all my heart. I love you with all my heart. Um, This is so much fun and all my fault. Thank you so much for being there, everyone, uh, to hear us talk about this incredible show. We appreciate and love you with our hearts and farts too. We do. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Callin' Adult. We appreciate you more than Alison appreciates immortality, my darlings. Please give the show some love by giving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. You can stay up to date on episodes by following our Instagram at paul.an.adult as well as our respective Instagrams at Ashley Crapapp and at Hayley Tanto. Have a lovely day and don't forget, shut, shut your, your damn, damn blinds! See ya! Call an Adult is recorded on the stolen lands of the Boonwurrung and Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the land. Sovereignty was never ceded.